Welcome back to the Stoicast with Max V. We're continuing into week 12 of our handbook for new Stoics, How to Thrive in a World Out of Your Control by Massimo Paglucci. Uh, we are into week 12. Week 12 is titled, Put Temptations Out of Sight. Temptations are, well, tempting. They can be especially hard to resist when they're easily accessible. Romaine knows this all too well. For convenience, he keeps some snacks at work in case he gets hungry. Plus, it gives him some semblance of pleasure during the workday. He always keeps his home pantry well stocked with snacks too, so he doesn't have to run out when he has a craving. While keeping snacks around makes things easier for Romaine in some ways, his doctor demurs after seeing his creeping weight and poor lipid panel results. The Stoics understood that sometimes the best way to deal with temptations is to put them out of sight. You'll test this idea yourself over the next week. Time for our weekly quotation, which is from Seneca, uh, from his letters to Lucilius. Just as he who tries to be rid of an old love must avoid every reminder of the person once held dear, for nothing grows again so easily as love. Similarly, he who would lay aside his desire for all things which he used to crave so passionately must turn away both eyes and ears from the objects which he has abandoned. The emotions soon return to the attack. At every turn they will notice before their eyes an object worth their attention. People often ask why on earth we sophisticated denizens of the 21st century should pay attention to what some long-dead folks wrote 2,000 years ago. The quote from Seneca is a splendid answer to that question. The ancient Greco-Roman philosophers, and the Stoics in particular, had a very sophisticated intuitive grasp of human psychology, and living a good life has a lot to do with human psychology. Seneca states what has become a truism in modern psychological research. The best way to avoid temptation is to minimize exposure to the source of the temptation. In a study published in Psychology of Addictive Behaviors, social drinkers of alcohol were exposed to two experimental conditions, sniffing water, which was the control, and sniffing alcohol, which was the temptation. The researchers then measured people's ability to exercise self-control. The results were clear, as people were significantly less able to resist a drink after sniffing alcohol than after sniffing water. Just as Seneca said, exposure to what we crave is a sure way to lose control and yield to our emotional responses. It goes further, again, as predicted by Seneca, as the researchers found that the intensity of that urge to drink also negatively affected the ability to exercise self-control. The more we want something, the less able we are to resist if we are exposed to the thing we desire. It's fascinating that Seneca compares unhealthy cravings with falling in love again. Modern research shows that the neurocorrelates of romantic feelings are similar to feelings of cravings and even addiction. A study conducted by cognitive social scientist Helen Fisher an expert on the biology of love, and her collaborators investigated how the brain responds to images of people who have rejected us romantically. The researchers found that the parts of the brain that became active in response to romantic rejection were those normally involved in evaluating gains and losses. Motivational relevance, craving, addiction, including specifically cocaine addiction, and emotional regulation. Seneca was no neuroscientist, but he had a keen sense of the inner workings of human beings, a sense that was just as useful in ancient imperial Rome as it is in the modern day. What is Romaine to do, then? Simple. Avoid the stimulus. This is easier than relying on brute will force power for two reasons. First, a healthier lifestyle is a preferred indifferent, and second, by removing temptations that may compromise his self-control, he can improve his character. Self-control is most effective when exercised preemptively by removing the temptation altogether. Should his character improve enough down the road, he may not have to put temptations out of sight. While putting them out of sight might be seen as a crutch, crutches are necessary for healing. Okay, our what to do is 
to identify behaviors that are triggered by cues in your environment and then either remove those triggers or intentionally put barriers in the way to prevent you from acting upon them. There are some samples given on a chart here, for an example, snacking or constantly checking your phone. Uh, if you're constantly snacking, uh, what can you do about it? Well, you can throw out all the snacks and make it harder to indulge in snacking. What to do about your phone? Well, turn off all the notifications, put it in do not disturb mode, or just put it in a desk drawer. How did it go? You may have encountered some trouble identifying triggers. That could be because we're so often not aware of the external triggers. Try setting an implementation intention to pay attention to what precedes your behavior the next time you engage in it. It may also be that there are no external triggers you can influence. Perhaps they are internal triggers such as an automatic thought, in which case go back and try to identify temptations with external triggers. In this exercise, we're focused on changing your environment. As long as you have at least one behavior we're working on, you're all set. Once you have your plan in place, be sure to remember to act on it at the appropriate time listed in your columns. You may find it helpful to keep a tally when you have encountered a trigger over the week. This will help you be more aware of the cues that influence you. When you notice a trigger, pause to think about whether engaging the behavior is a good idea or not. Why do it? The Stoic sages would never mindlessly give in to temptation when triggered, although they may still experience the trigger. But we aren't sages. This practice helps us recognize our limitations by using our environment to our advantage. We improve our temperance not by struggling with temptation, but by making temperance easier to practice in our environment. Researchers at Duke University found that useful strategies for breaking bad habits include disrupting cues and making certain unwanted behaviors harder, backing up the efficacy of Seneca's approach. Interestingly, the researchers also offered evidence that vigilant monitoring is also an effective way to break automatic habits, so tallying exposure to your triggers may be more helpful than you would think. At the end of the week, reflect on how this practice went for you. Did you engage in your target behaviors less? Did this help improve your temperance? What were some of the struggles you had? What are some of the possible ways you may overcome them should you choose to continue this practice in the future? Next week, we will focus not on putting things out of sight, but also getting rid of them altogether. Next chapter, we will dip our toes into the water of minimalism. Okay, that's the end of our week 12 Stoicism study to put temptations out of sight. Uh, personal review of this chapter. Yeah, I have used that philosophy to put temptations out of sight in the past. It can be good when you're trying to avoid... A habit. One of the things that I used to have was uh, cookies, a bag of cookies or a bowl of cookies sitting on the table. Whenever I felt to have a snack, I would just grab a cookie. Uh, in an effort to lose some weight, uh, I had to put those temptations out of sight. You can't have that stuff lying around, otherwise it's going to get eaten. So my plan was to just leave the cookies in the cupboard and uh, reduce that temptation. If it's out of sight, you're not going to think about it and you can st stay focused on whatever you're doing. So do your best to uh, apply the stoic study of putting temptations out of sight. doesn't matter if it's uh, smoking or eating. Um, you know, put it out of sight. You'll be less tempted and you'll be able to maintain your stoic goals of uh, minimalism, which is what we're going to investigate more next week. So until then, stay stoic.